April 20th, 2018 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history with a dog. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Yeah. And as always, yes. the only one who can fix this, <laughs> Muller, the fake news dog. <laughs> Uh, I hope so. Yeah, it's smaller. Coming up, Polish logging. The Castros. Yeah? Uh-huh. The Castros. A cone of silence. Ooh. Hemp. Huh? Hemp. 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 And more. But first, have you ever peed on a lamppost, Mike? Never. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> let's see. Wait a minute. <laughs> lamppost. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah, of course yeah. you have. That's how me and Mahler bonded yeah. for the first time. You, yeah. 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 We we were at the same lamppost one day. Really? And yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah. Remember that, Mahler? Yeah. 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 I've done it. Yeah. I figured I wanted to find out what <laughs> dogs saw in lampposts. Okay. And I gotta say, it was satisfying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell A London more. judge ruled that dogs can urinate on lampposts and other public properties. They can? Yeah, they okay. can. All right. They can, Molly. Yeah. All right. Dog walkers won a high court victory against the Richmond London Council, who tried to ban the practice of canine public urination. Ban it. Oh, ban it. Good luck on that. Under yeah. a public spaces protection order proposed by the council, local dog owners could have been criminalized if their dogs peed on lampposts or other council property, or if their dogs peeing annoyed anybody. Tell me about it, Mahler. Yeah. A new study found that people at higher floors in office buildings, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like on the 60th floor. I was on the ninth floor at one time. That might be in the, the tallest building in the Alhambra. Yeah, honestly, it is. People on higher floors in office buildings are more likely to take financial risks. When you increase elevation, there is a subconscious effect on the sense of power, said the lead author of the study. This heightened feeling of power results in more risk-taking behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stay down from that, Mahler. Mahler. Climbing up on the picnic table back there. Another new study found that humans are most aggressive at sunset. Really? Yeah. Aggression peaks at the end of the day, and it's at its lowest the first thing in the morning, like right now. So uh, I'm not really aggressive right now. Wow. Am I? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This could open the door for new treatment of neurological diseases to relieve distress and make my behavior more manageable. In Poland, uh-huh. environmentalists are celebrating after Europe's highest court ordered an immediate halt to large-scale logging in one of the continent's last pristine forests. Ugh. The ruling by the European Union Court of Justice found Poland violated EU laws by allowing as many as 100,000 ancient trees yeah. to be logged in the Bioasia forest. It's a lot of trees. It is a lot of trees. In Canada, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is continuing to back the construction of the $5.8 billion Trans Mountain Pipeline despite widespread protests and a slew of lawsuits. Yes. 
The Kinder Morgan pipeline would triple the amount of oil flowing from Alberta's tar sands to the coast of British Columbia. Kinder Morgan says that if legal challenges are not resolved by May 31st, it will abandon plans to build the proposed pipeline. Yes, fight on. In Cuba, President Raul Castro stepped down and handed power to his hand-picked successor, Miguel Diaz-Canel. Castro will remain head of Cuba's ruling Communist Party. Mm -hmm. The 57-year-old Diaz-Canel comes to power as the Trump administration is going in reverse as far as our relationships in normalizing with Cuba. Right, which is giving the Russians an opportunity to move into Cuba in a big way. (laughs) And it's all because Obama did it. Yes, it's because Obama, exactly right. That makes any sense. Trump is playing to his base by tearing down anything that Obama had done that was positive. The U.S. and Britain issued a first-of-its-kind joint warning about the risks of Russian cyber attacks. You can focus on the Russians, I guess, but just in general. Well, I think we know that the Chinese are quite good at cyber warfare. We know the Iranians are quite good at cyber warfare. We know that the North Koreans actually have a pretty sophisticated operation. And, And Google. And Google, we know that Google and Facebook have a very sophisticated yes. cyber warfare operation, yeah. too. So, I know. In Ecuador, two journalists and their driver were kidnapped and murdered along the border with Colombia. Ecuador is blaming a Colombian rebel group called Olivar Sinistera Front for the murders. Mm-hmm. In El Salvador, journalist Carla Torcias was murdered. She worked for the magazine El Economista. Her father received a note with a death threat against her shortly before she was kidnapped from her home. Her body was later found alongside the road. Journalists around the world, certainly it seems to be very bad in Central America, South America, Mexico. Terrible, but it's bad all over the world that journalists are being killed without repercussions all around the world. Case in point in Russia. An investigative journalist who had been reporting on secret Russian paramilitary groups fighting in Syria died. After falling from the balcony of his fifth floor apartment, authorities say there is nothing suspicious about Maxim Borodin's death. No, 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 no. One of the Russian officials. Comrade, nothing to see here. Comrade, move on. Only one day before his fatal fall, Maxime called a friend to say there was a gunman on his balcony and other masked men lurking in his stairwell. Uh, Nothing to see. News from Bami Country is brought to you by the Military Industrial Complex. We're killing is not just an idea, it's an abomination. Nathan, yeah. my hat's off to you. Every week you bring that harp in here, you set it up in the lobby, uh-huh. and it's really, it's quite impressive. That... Yeah, and we get Mahler to run across it, right? Yeah, the right that's from, yeah. He's very he's, delicate. The he's way. Got, he's, yeah. Well, he's a very delicate dog for a dog of his size and uh-huh. stature, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree, Mahler. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ballet, huh? Oh, wow. Well, I, had I had no, no idea. idea. Really. In Afghanistan, a string of attacks against government outposts killed at least 26 government security officers. The government blamed the Taliban for the attacks. Separately, at least two schools burned, including a girls' high school near the capital, Kabul. Trump confirmed. Trump, you know that guy. I do know him. He confirmed that CIA director Mike Pompeo 
had a clandestine meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Pyongyang over two weeks ago. The secret meeting came as Trump and Un prepare to meet. Yes. They're waxing their hair. They're, you know, they're <laughs> flossing, stuff like that. Gargling. Get, gargling, getting their uh, wardrobe ready. Shaving their legs. Yes, yeah, shaving you know. their legs, yeah. So I picked the CIA director for diplomatic talks. Well, he, he's been tapped to replace Tillerson as yeah. the secretary of although there has but been- But he wasn't secretary He wasn't. Of this is the thing. There were a lot of people in the State Department and other places that were pretty freaked out by this. They didn't know about this. Yeah. This is one more instance where Trump seems unable or unwilling to essentially govern. That he has his yeah. own way this, of doing things that are counterproductive. The State Department should know. Yes. So was this story leaked to boost Pompeo with the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, who maybe won't confirm him? No, I think he trusts Pompeo. Apparently Pompeo, when he was at the CIA, would come and do daily in-person briefings with Trump and develop this kind of bromance with them. So it's loyalty. That's exactly right. This is all about loyalty. Trump trusts him. Just like a crime boss would trust his consigliere, this yeah. is kind of how it goes. Yeah, so we have this committee that might not approve of him. You right. have already four members of that committee saying right. they'll vote against Pompeo. Right. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell could bring Pompeo's confirmation vote to the Senate floor right. if he's turned down. Right, which is uh, almost, I wouldn't say unheard of, but very unusual. It hasn't happened since 1925. Oh my God, yeah. well, there you go. Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trump said he's looking forward to meeting with Un, but he's ready to bail if the meetings are fruitless. <laughs> I, I don't know, fruitless. He picks these words sometimes, and they sound humorous coming out of that yam face, don't they? <laughs> it I mean, does. It does. Un says he's willing to denuclearize, yeah. right. and he no longer demands that the U.S. troops have to pull out of South Korea. But I'm sure they're demanding that we stop those exercises, yeah. military exercises yeah. with South Korea. Denuclearization also means that the U.S. pull all of its nuclear assets away from the Korean Peninsula, which yeah. theoretically I'm fine with. I don't have a problem with us denuclearizing everywhere. Yeah. However, there's a lot more to this. There are things at stake for us here that we need to be careful about. It's just a very complicated thing, and Trump's not that sophisticated. I don't yeah. know that he knows what he's getting himself into. Yeah. The relationship with Japan is very important. They're the ones who are going to be most impacted by this, yeah. and they weren't even consulted. And even when Abe was here, I don't think they really got into very much of the, the actual substance of what we intend to do. Abe, the uh, president, Shinto Abe, who is the president of Japan, just visited. Yeah. And they were very concerned about all this because they had not been consulted on this initiative to North Korea. And they're only a stone's throw away from North Korea. They're deeply affected and they have a very troubled history with North Korea or the Korean Peninsula. Abe was the first person to step up and congratulate Trump. They thought they had a relationship. And he turns around and does this stuff without telling anybody. Yeah. It's just a terrible way to manage. It's all about Trump. Yeah. It's and all State about State Department, him. nothing. Right. Allies like Japan, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Trump rejected a new round of sanctions against Russia only one day after U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, announced the U.S. would impose sanctions against Russia against Russian companies in particular connected to Syria's chemical weapons program. Haley threw heavy shade on the White House <laughs> after National Economics Advisor Larry Kudlow tried to claim Haley had been confused when she announced the sanctions. Yeah. Haley countered, with all due respect, I don't get confused. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. 
But that's not to pick on Haley. It right. just seems that some of her proposals and her view of the world yeah. is uh, yeah, confused. I, I'm not I think the whole her, Trump but... administration is yeah. confused. Nevertheless, <laughs> she's not going to put up with somebody switching sides and then saying, you're the one that's confused. Yeah. We don't want to lose sight of the big picture, which is that these sanctions were put in place to punish Russia for a, reason. For a good reason. And they continue to attempt to meddle in the internal affairs of the United States. They continue to tamper with our infrastructure. There are all kinds of reasons to go after them. And these were solid and these were going to hurt Russia. And, and here we go. Once again, a man who behaves like he has something to be afraid of from Russia. And that's Trump. And he goes behind essentially everyone's back. And starts undercutting these uh, yep. uh, sanctions. The Trump sanction reversal comes as a delegation of chemical weapons inspectors say the Syrian and Russian governments blocked them from reaching Doma, yeah. Syria, yeah. to investigate the chemical weapons attack. The U.S., Britain, and France launched this airstrikes against Syria last Friday night in response to the chemical attack. Yeah. That seems like a year ago. The attack sparked a backlash against British Prime Minister Theresa May, who is being denounced for carrying out airstrikes without parliamentary approval. And in France, lawmakers debated the airstrikes in France's National Assembly and Senate. Trump launched the attack despite opposition from his own defense secretary, James Mattis, who wanted Trump to first get congressional approval. It seems like something like that you could. Yes. That would have been a nice dramatic build-up to this. Yeah. It didn't sound like it needed to be a secret attack. You could build on this a little bit and right. get a little bit more uh, public relations positive reaction on your side right. if you involve the whole world in your decision and at least the Congress in your decision. This is all part of what Trump thinks is being a leader being decisive and being the great man of history is yeah. this over-the-top, dramatic, melodramatic Broadway production that he's running in the White House. Yeah. This comes as Congress is considering rewriting the war powers granted to the president after 9-11. The proposed legislation could actually expand the authority of Trump and all future presidents to engage in worldwide war without limitations. Well, you, you know, Nathan, you and I have been talking about this for 15 years. The fact that we, when we went in response to 9-11, we went into Iraq, and it was war without end. When we went into Afghanistan, war without end. And we're still in Afghanistan. Yeah. We continue to be a nation that goes to war, doesn't know how to end these wars, and just continues to maim and kill people for no apparent reason other than to save face. To save and, face. And because... Our military action is the only thing they know. That's right. And non-action, especially after 9-11, would have been a great thing. We could have brought the world together the whole at world. that point. Yeah. They were all on our side. We could have simply condemned, right. gone after the uh, hijackers only. Right. right. Not take out right. any country, right. not invade any place at all. Just go in and right. take out hijackers. Right. And do that with the uh, National Security Agency and which, with the CIA right. and not... Not with the military. Right. Iran was willing to help step up and help us at that yeah. point be because they did fear that we might turn our guns on them. I mean, let's not let's be honest, but as well, we could have put enormous pressure on Afghanistan to give us bin Laden. We could have done a lot of things that would have demonstrated leadership instead to a hammer. Everything looks like a nail. Yeah. That's the U.S. right now. Yeah. And this is an example. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Endless war. 
If this news outrages you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM to lift your spirits? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. That's KUCI.org. listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com on Twitter at KUCI FM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet College University Mm -hmm. KUCI 88.9 FM. M. Nathan, yeah, I just want to let people know we're we're coming up on our fun drive, and if coming and up on our fun drive, you can give us money anytime you yeah. want. However, just because we have a lot of bells and whistles and parades and all that stuff around the fun drive, and we give stuff away, yeah, stay tuned. Good, that's right, Mahler. Now it's time for drones in the news, brought to you by Mahler's Drone Club, and people like you, John. According to a report by Amnesty International, the UK risks violating international law through its support of lethal U.S. drone strikes around the world. The group says the UK is providing significant assistance to the U.S. with the full knowledge it could assist potentially unlawful drone strikes. If you're interested in any of that, we want to support a group that's looking into these things. Amnesty.org. Just go there. Okay. Amnesty.org. Did you know, Mark? The use of drones is outlawed at national parks here in the U.S., nationwide, no, everywhere. I did, no, I did not. Use of drones outlawed and has been since 2014, but illegal drones are now a regular occurrence at Crater Lake National Park in Oregon. Okay. You know that place? You ever been there? Yeah. No, it's I never beautiful. have. It is. It's nice and quiet, yeah. but not anymore with those goddamn drones. You can hear them just buzzing everywhere. People are using them to, without concern for the impacts. And we intend to start stepping up enforcement of the rule, said Drony the Bear. <laughs> That's the new uh, National Forest Service I like mascot. I, I, like, Drony the Bear. I, I can't wait to hear more from yeah. Drony the Bear. He's got such a cool hat. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just fly a drone, Mike. Okay. Be the drone. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's the motto of a new project developed by drone researchers in Switzerland. They created a new drone control system that allows users to pilot drones by pretending to be a drone. <laughs> yeah, Mahler. Well, as president of a drone club, I would yeah. think he'd be all over that. Oh, he yeah, is. yeah, I mean, yeah, we were talking about it. <laughs> what it is, it's an exosuit uh, called a fly jacket. Okay. You just strap it on, uh-huh. you, know, you put it on, yeah. and it allows the pilot yeah. to control the drone through upper body movements. Wow. So you can just stick your arms out yeah. and you can lean like you're a kid yeah. and you play like you're an airplane. Yeah. You can go up by leaning back and yeah. down by leaning forward and you can move your arms to the left and the right. Oh, okay. I was thinking. So this is this the future of drone flight, right? I don't know. People stand. You see people in your backyard doing that. They're they're waving their arms like mad people, and yeah, oh, he's flying a drone. Don't worry about him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's right, Mahler. I'm thinking. Yeah, I get one for Mahler. (laughs) (laughs) We just strap him into that thing, huh, Mahler? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That happens. Oh. That's right, Mahler. It's just yes. Here at home. (laughs) 
In New York City, a federal judge rejected Trump's efforts to have first access to the documents seized by the FBI from the home office and hotel room of Trump's longtime personal lawyer, Michael the Fixer Cohen who is being investigated for possible bank and wire fraud. Yeah. During the hearing, Cohen's lawyers also revealed that toad Trumpy Sean Hannity, <laughs> you know that guy, right? The no-neck man, had been a secret client of Cohen. Cohen has only three clients, only three clients in recent years. They're really upstanding guys, yeah. too. Trump, yes. Hannity, yes. and longtime Republican donor Elliot Broidy, who recently resigned as deputy finance chair of the Republican National Committee over revelations he paid $1.6 million to a former Playboy model to keep quiet about their sexcapade. Yes. 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 Which I, resulted yes. in her getting an abortion. Which resulted in her getting an abortion, yeah. Porn star Stormy Daniels also showed up at the hearing. Yes, she did. She torched Cohen. <laughs> she, she just went after him. <laughs> Cohen paid her $130,000 in hush money only days before the 2016 election to try to hush her up about her yes. sexcapade with Trump. Yes. And then she was threatened by some guy and not Who looks to like say Tom anything. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, actually, Tom Brady is a fan of Trump. You know, he and yeah. uh, Belichick are fans. You think it's of Tom Tr Brady, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's what the, it looks like Tom Good Brady. Good me. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be intimidated <laughs> by Tom Brady. No wonder Stormy was. Uh, Stormy said, My attorney and I are committed to making sure that everyone finds out the truth and the facts of what happened, and I give my word that we will not rest until that happens. Yes. Well, good for you, Stormy. Yes. I like she just, know. She's, I, honestly, I don't think she needs the money. Yeah, I she think looks she, lopsided to me, yes. but I like it. You know? <laughs> she does. I, it's an occupational hazard. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, McClatchy is reporting Mueller has evidence Cohen visited Prague during the summer of 2016, casting doubt on Cohen's claim that he did not visit Prague in the summer of 2016. <laughs> no kidding. You know what? You want some pure comedy. There's a clip of Cohen on Hannity's program yeah. waving his passport, waving. Look, there's no stamp from Czech. Look, right here, there's no stamp. Well, it turns out if you go through Germany... Yeah. They don't stamp your tree, and they have evidence that he was talking to Russians when he was in Prague, so this is even better and better and better. That's right, Mark. Yes. In an intelligence dossier prepared by former British spy Christopher Steele first described Cohen's trip to Prague and says he met with a prominent Russian during the visit. Mm -hmm. Trump pussyfooted when asked if he was moving to fire Mueller, even as he called Mueller's investigation a hoax. Mm -hmm. This is a hoax! As far as the investigation, nobody has ever been more transparent than I have. In the world, I am the most transparent human being. I have instructed my lawyers, be totally transparent. Well, that shows, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. They haven't hidden anything. <laughs> no. Trump's comments came as Ohio Republican Chuck Grassley, the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, said he would move ahead with hearings on bipartisan legislation that would protect Mueller. Yeah, but McConnell said he wouldn't do anything with it. Although McConnell it. has said that he... He said, I don't see any reason why we should because I can't imagine yeah. that he would fire him. Are you? What? 
I would hope they understand the crap storm that would come down if he'd fired Mueller. Former New York mayor, Trump sycophant, and Wicked Witch of the West lookalike, Rudy Giuliani, said he's joining Trump's legal team to deal with the Mueller probe. I'm doing it because I hope we can negotiate an end to this for the good of the country and because I have high regard for the president and for Bob Mueller, my little pretties. Giuliani said in an interview... All this as police in at least one major U.S. city, Pittsburgh, are preparing for possible riots if Trump fires Mueller. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I will take to the streets, too. So, yes, absolutely. Former director of the FBI, James Comey, told ABC News' George Stephanopoulos he thinks Trump's effort to pressure Comey to drop the investigation into former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn may have constituted obstruction of justice. During the interview, the former FBI director also said Trump was morally unfit to be president. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. I don't know if Mahler's fit, but he just noticed. <laughs> We've been watching a morally unfit man since the 1980s here in America. Yes, we have. Yes. In his memos documenting conversations with Trump, Comey recounts Trump's serious reservations about Michael Flynn, Trump's concerns about media leaks, and Putin telling him Russia has the most beautiful hookers in the world. Yeah. So why would we think that Trump had any fascination with Russian or Ukrainian yeah. hookers? Why, why would yeah. we why why would we possibly? That? He was at the Miss America pageant or Miss Universe pageant in 2013. Yeah. That's what the dossier alleges. This is when the peeing took place. In a victory for the immigrant rights movement, the Supreme Court struck down a law requiring the mandatory deportation of lawful permanent residents who are convicted of some crimes, saying the law was unconstitutionally vague. Even Trump appointee Neil Gorsuch sided with liberal justices writing vague laws invite arbitrary power. The case centered on a Filipino man who had been a lawful permanent resident of the U.S. since 1992 after being convicted of residential burglary. The Obama administration sought to deport him. Tuesday's Supreme Court ruling will mean that lower-level offenses are less likely to trigger the automatic deportation of lawful permanent can residents. We, can we give a shout-out? To the uh, Supreme Court on this a one. Shout out! Come someone. on, Mueller. That's right, Mueller. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Woo! So, so Gorsuch was kind of a key vote in that. Is that what I? Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. I think it had to do with Obama. Not that you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was Obama's ruling. Yeah. If this had been Trump's ruling or yeah. Bush's ruling, I don't know. Yeah. The Government Accountability Office ruled the Environmental Protection Agency broke the law by spending $43,000 to install a cone of silence phone booth for EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt. It's the latest ethics scandal to hit Pruitt, who has spent $3 million of taxpayer money on his security detail. The EPA first claimed the spending was justified due to death threats against Pruitt, but then admitted in response to a Freedom of Information Act request that there are no records of death threats against Pruitt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. At what point do they think that their, their well, lies won't th- th- catch th- this up? This is cabinet, it's a collection of sociopathic narcissists. Yeah. The Senate approved a rule change that will allow nursing mothers to bring infants to the Senate floor during votes and to breastfeed them inside the chamber. The rule change comes after Illinois Democrat Tammy Duckworth became the first U.S. senator to give birth 
while in office. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Another day of student protests calling for an end to gun violence is planned for today. The 19th anniversary of the school shooting in Columbine, Colorado. Mm -hmm. The planned walkouts were sparked by Lane Murdoch, a 16-year-old Ridgefield High School in Connecticut, who began an online petition calling for the protest following the February shooting in Parkland, Florida. Walkouts are planned for at least 2,000 schools nationally. Want no more? Go to nationalschoolwalkout.net. Thank you. In Kansas, a federal jury convicted three white male militia members of plotting to massacre Somali immigrants at a mosque and an apartment building in Garden City. It's good news. At least they're cracking down on yeah. uh, white terrorism. Yeah. In Minnesota, an FBI whistleblower who leaked classified information about how the Bureau, the FBI, aggressively targets potential informants, pleaded guilty to charges of unauthorized disclosure. Terry Albury, who was the only black agent at the FBI's field office in Minneapolis, called his leaks an act of conscience aimed at calling out racism at the Bureau. He faces up to 10 years in prison, but he's likely to have a plea deal for five. So, yeah. And in WTF news. <laughs> yeah. That's WTF, Mahler. That's WTF, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it is. W, yeah, he just said it. I, I couldn't say that, but he did. In Alabama, yeah. a black teenager named Lakeith Smith was sentenced to 30 years in prison for the murder of 16-year-old Dante Washington, even though it was a police officer who shot and oh killed Washington yes. in 2015. Yes. Smith was tried and convicted under Alabama's accomplice law, which allows authorities to prosecute people for murder if a death occurs during a felony. Smith and Washington were allegedly carrying out a burglary when a police officer opened fire and killed Washington. A grand jury has cleared the police officer who actually killed the teenager of any responsibility. So an 18-year-old is going to prison for at least 30 years for a crime a popo committed. That is a WTF moment. Wow. Yeah. To Mahler. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mahler. Yeah. That's how I feel. In New York City, a prominent gay rights lawyer named David Buckel died after setting himself on fire as a protest against climate change. In a handwritten suicide note found next to his body in Prospect Park, he explained he doused himself in fossil fuels before lighting himself ablaze as a metaphor for the destruction of the planet. Using fossil fuel. A couple of years ago, a preacher in Texas self-immolated to protest racism in the communities that he was preaching to. Buddhist monks do it. Yeah, a lot the, of people have this done is, this. This was one of the kind of seminal moments in the reversal of U.S. opinion, public opinion on the Vietnam War, was when there were pictures of these Buddhist monks self-immolating. Also in New York City, authorities removed a statue from Central Park of 19th century gynecologist J. Marion Sims, known as the father of gynecology, who repeatedly performed painful, non-consensual yeah. scientific experiments Jesus. on enslaved black women without <sighs> anesthesia. In Puerto Rico, most of the island's 1.4 million residents are without power after an excavator downed a transmission line blacking out the entire electrical grid for the U.S. territory. The latest blackout comes after hundreds of thousands of residents went for months without power in the wake of Hurricane Maria. And they just had a, a blackout uh, less than a week ago, too, there. Yeah. That left 800,000 people yeah. without electricity. Yeah. Legislation 
that would legalize hemp as an agricultural product is getting fast-tracked through the Senate. <laughs> That's right, Mueller. Yeah, woo! The bill, introduced last week by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, would remove hemp from the federal list of controlled substances and allow it to be sold as an agricultural commodity. Now, there is a difference between the fine-grade cannabis and hemp. Yeah. Hemp, you could smoke a whole bucket full of right. and get a headache. That's right. It shouldn't even been considered for this controlled substances list at all. Right. You are going to get higher smoking milkweed. And this has all kinds of applications, yeah. hemp does. Oh, all yeah. sorts of things. Paper I mean, and clothing, yeah, clothing. And all sorts of fibers. It should be used, and it will be used. I think Mitch, though, might have some stock in hemp. That's why... McConnell's going ahead with this, well, yeah. I guess. It's probably good for his state. Meanwhile, the Trump administration is abandoning a Justice Department threat to crack down on recreational marijuana in states where it's legal. That's right, Mahler. That hopefully means no more fear of federal raids and prosecution right. in states like California and Colorado. In right. fact, Trump personally directed the abrupt retreat, which came at the behest of Republican Senator Cory Gardner, of Colorado. Mm -hmm. Trump did not inform Attorney General Jeff Bo Sessions, however. <laughs> Jeff Bo. Yeah, in advance of the change in policy, it just kind of hit Jeff Bo upside the head. Yeah. This is almost unheard of uh, as far as a cabinet member to not let them know a project that he's working on is getting well, Once canned. again, this is where, the way he runs things. Gardner, uh, by the way, was a critical vote for the Republicans. He laid down a marker some time ago. If you do this, I'm going to. And there was a number of things he said, I'm not going to support you guys on. And with this razor thin majority that the Republicans enjoy yeah. in, in the Senate, that meant something. So uh, it went back to the, the tax bill. Then Gardner was prepared to not vote for the tax bill based on this, mm. this thing. The two black men arrested at a Philadelphia Starbucks last week said they hoped the racial bias incident where store personnel ordered them to leave and then called 911 mm -hmm. as they waited for a friend without buying food or drinks yeah. will result in change. It's not a black people thing. It's a people thing. Yeah. It's about fairness, they said. <laughs> and finally, a man in Rhode Island robbed a bank of $1,600. Then he threw the money over the fence of a property belonging to Taylor Swift, <laughs> telling police he was hoping to propose to her. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now. <laughs> <laughs>